The doors are closed, but the store is open just for you. At the Crate and Barrel Private Registry events, you can sip and scan your way through the store with music, food, drinks, and a fun party vibe. Don't worry, you'll get plenty of one-on-one guidance along the way from our dedicated registry experts. You can see your favorite gourmet brands in action with demos of the kitchen machines and tools that we've been eyeing. And when the party's over, head home with a special gift from us to toast the day. Wink, wink. It's free wine glasses. Let's make it a date. RSVP today for a Crate and Barrel private registry event at CrateandBarrel.com slash stores slash events. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. <laughs> it works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. You can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you can have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. 
Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If you live in the Bay Area, I have fantastic news for you. Almost Famous Live is coming your way. Ashley Iaconetti, Ben Higgins, special guests and performances Saturday, January 11th at the Palace of Fine Arts in San Francisco. You can get your tickets right now. Ticketmaster.com. Almost Famous Live in San Francisco. This is Ben and Ashley I. Almost Famous. In-depth. It's been so long since we've heard that intro video for this, and I can't tell you how much I love it. This is honestly one of my favorite times of any season is when we can do an in-depth episode. I also love the way that your tone is like so much more like soft and demure when we start one of these. I mean, I like in-depth because, well, one, I'm a little nasally right now. You, I'm a little nasally, I went too. I got cold. Weekend, and uh, my buddy has two kids, and we shared like... Uh, the same cup and i know i got sick from him yeah. um hey guys today uh <laughs> thanks for the background yeah i don't know that was weird. i this appreciate our- you using my uh a picture i actually like the yeah. past photo was terrible if you hear the man's voice it's uh sensual i would say it's it's a great yeah. voice his name is mike johnson we've promised that we would have him on an in-depth episode you've all asked for it and worry we now have it mike johnson uh if you don't know um who he is well you're not a fan of the show, um, but he's a 31-year-old Air Force veteran from San Antonio who now works as a financial portfolio manager, contestant from season 15 of The Bachelorette with Hannah Brown, describes himself as a city boy who likes to get down and dirty, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly <laughs> that wow. was in your uh, first q and I guess. That's wild. No, allegedly out. is speaking to Demi Lovato, but before we speak to Mike Johnson, we got to pause here to say we're live from the planet of Hollywood in Los Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What does my life come to? <laughs> um, Mike Johnson, welcome to the In-Depth Podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, man, for coming. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you, Ben. Um, I, I want to there, – there's a little bit of an elephant in the room, and I think it is best to get it started right away because here's the thing. Mike, I want to preface this right now by saying my co-host thinks you are amazing. Aww. She, she, no, no, no. This, <laughs> let me. This is this is my zone. She is a huge. <laughs> she is, is zone. <laughs> she's a huge fan of you. She loves you. But there had been, and just like norm, like just like this world happens, there was trolls that came out and said, "Hey, Ashley doesn't mm-hmm. like Mike," and then it kind of blew up into this thing. It offended you, Mike. For some of the things that Ashley has said in the past, and I think before we get started and we can really trust each other here in this circle, we have to talk about it, right? So if I fall backwards and don't look, you got me? 
I got you, man. I'm here the whole time. <laughs> I'm here the whole time. Ashley, yeah. from your perspective, what was said, what was the context of what was said, and what happened to make this whole thing a something? Um, I think that... Well, first off, I think when we do these like podcasts and all the recaps I do, I do have to criticize. You know, if I see something, sometimes I have to like not criticize, but I can't just be butterflies and rainbows with every single thing that happens that's on the show job. or whether it's in real life. <laughs> what? I said that's my job. Oh, just to be rainbows and butterflies. To be, yeah, yeah, that's true. He's the one that like always takes the easy route and like. He's like, sure, they said this, but this. And I'm like, we'll sometimes be a little bit harder. I was harder on Caitlin, too. And like, I did the same thing on the podcast. I was like, look, I didn't have the burst, the best first impression of her. And then I met her in real life. Well, I met her in real life a couple of times, but it was when like we actually like, broke the silence that I was like, uh, this is a completely different person than I thought she was. I think with Mike, I saw you on the show and you were like the like warmest friendliest person and then the 30 seconds and it was like 30 seconds that I met you at the wedding I felt like somebody introduced me to you as like the bachelor beat reporter and I was like they were like um this is Ashley she has like a whole bunch of recaps she does this and that and then I said, yeah, and everybody is loving you. Like, literally nobody can think of a bad thing to say about you. And the first thing you said to me, I don't care about any of that. And I felt like I was kind of discredited. I just felt like I was personally, I took a little bit of offense to that because it was almost like you were putting down what I do. Um, I'm going off of what you're saying because I don't remember none of that. Um, I'm not saying that you're wrong, but just going off what you're saying. Yeah, I, that's something I would say. I don't care about none of that. If if someone were to say to me, "Hey, everyone thinks you're amazing," mm-hmm. that's me saying, "Yeah, I don't care about none of that. Let's have a conversation." So I think you took that completely out of context. Okay, and that's probably very true. Probably okay. very true. What is it that you felt like you had an issue with me about? One, I think we are making it bigger than. <laughs> I think we are too. I do think uh, we are too but, because. But, but, but I think it has to be talked about because no, it does facts. get brought up every once in a while. No facts. I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna talk about it. If y'all watch me in the bathroom, I'm gonna come at you. Yeah, come at me. <laughs> Damn sure I'm gonna come at you. And so, from what people had told me in my DMs and from See, what I saw, I think you. I think the same. I think something crazy happened. I think that people like literally took me being like, I didn't get the greatest first impression. And then people really flipped it like hardcore. I was like, I met him for 30 seconds. Yeah. You met me for 30 seconds. Yeah. Exactly. My point. So from what you had said from just an article I just read while sitting over there to make sure I got my facts right. You said, you know, albeit it was only like 30 seconds that we mm-hmm. had spoke, but you didn't get the best impression. He won't be the bachelor. Cool stuff. Didn't then, say that he, he wouldn't be the bachelor. That's what some article I just read said. That wasn't the quote. Hey, fair enough. Cool. And, um, my issue is that you should damn sure come at me first and just talk to me. Cause I'm a pretty damn good guy. Oh, and I know I'm going to learn this this weekend cause we're going to have a lot more time and that I probably should never have even spoken Not on a speak, first impression. Speak your mind. I mean, my first impression of Ben was, damn, he's tall. He's good looking, too. <laughs> yeah, he's goofy as <laughs> This guy's so awkward. My first impression was Mike was, well, I want to talk to this guy. He's got big arms. Hey, Ben, can you move out of the way? Please? He's got to talk to some <laughs> yeah, so For both of you, I mean, I had never watched the show prior. And yeah. so, for one, that my happiest time while being on Bachelor in Paradise was at the wedding yeah. for Chris and Crystal. Mm-hmm. Because I just felt free and just was just loving life right mm-hmm. then. And so, it was just 
a cluster F. It right? was. It was. And right? the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I was super overwhelmed. I feel like everybody was overwhelmed because we had no idea what we were going into, and it was not the appropriate time to make a Mike, judgment. I got to ask you something, though. Yes, sir. I want to hear your opinion on this. Always. So here's the scenario we're playing out, right? We've, we've, we've talked through this. We understand as a miscommunication. We understand that, you know, tabloids and rumors are going to get started and it's going to get blown up, right? Here's where maybe I want you to help me understand. This is a deep topic I'm about to ask you The about. smile's coming out yeah. now to paint a picture for you guys so listening. So <laughs> Ashley says something like, hey, Mike not, might not be the, be the next Bachelor. I d- didn't get a good, good first impression. Nothing about you personally, really. I mean, yeah, you can ask her, Ashley, why do you think that? No. And then all of a sudden, here's what happens, and this is where it hurts. She's called a racist. What do we? What do you do with that? Like we go from hey, maybe this person just isn't going to be the next bachelor. To all of a sudden she's a racist. That's a big jump and incredibly offensive to I think both sides. Um, so I heard that. I never. I, mean, I heard. I mean, I thought that was absolutely insane. How people would go from that to what? I want to hear what you think of that though, because it isn't. This isn't a one-off thing. I mean, it's going to happen, and later on the podcast, I want to talk about you not being chosen next Bachelor and how you feel about that and what the show is going to do and, and what is your response. But this isn't – we've talked to Rachel Lindsay about this before. You are, you are blazing a trail in Bachelor Nation, one that should be blazed. But why then is this the conclusion to every criticism, big or small? So you hit on a couple of points. One, I did see that. People hit me on my DMs about that. I never knew of you in the past. Not saying nothing negative about you, right? Mm-hmm. I just, like, if you don't know baseball, you just don't know baseball, right? And I heard about that. I didn't respond to it because I didn't know of you to be that way towards me. Yeah. Right? So people can say things, but I'm going to treat you the way you treated me at that point in time. You didn't treat me to be a racist at all. I'm saying it on air. If you are, I don't think that you are. Of course I'm not. I don't think that you are. <laughs> so people have said that I don't know your past, right? Um, the way I feel about what you said, Ben, quite honestly, it shouldn't even be in the question. Um, the reason I feel like it is in question is because there is an extremely underrepresented people of color within this nation. Mm-hmm. That's just facts, right? And so, therefore, when I'm in a room of, like, 20 beautiful people, I'm the only black guy in this room, that may come up more times than if it were – if we was 20 black guys and then mm-hmm. you as the only white guy, that comes up more so because that's a – it's an easy – thing to talk about oh ben's the only white guy in here right uh-huh. maybe that may be the case Interesting. may not be the case but then also in bachelor nation i don't know the demographics of how everything works out but there i mean i would like to see that one day yeah I, for, in regards to i'm just going to talk on it in regards to me not being the um, bachelor because of my race i 100 percent will say that yes peter is half cuban mm-hmm. he's white right i'm gonna mm-hmm. say it and I think his family's beautiful, but there's that meme going around. Not a meme. There's a picture going around of all the bachelors, right? All the 24 bachelors. Yeah, they could have made me more white. Yeah, like, let's be honest about it. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, really white, right? Fluorescent. Yeah. It's like looking at the presidents, right? It's literally like looking at the presidents, you know, until we got the, uh, Obama, President Obama. Um, if there was a diverse cast that represented America mm-hmm. as far as the bachelors I don't think racism would ever be in question but since all 24 bachelors have been predominantly white then I feel like it is a fair thing to bring up let's dig one step deeper then because I know Ashley wants to follow up here a little bit my apologies no no I'm glad you did no that like there's no apologies here because I want to step one step deeper then here's the question Mike so 
Rachel Lindsay, I think, was one of the best bachelorettes we've ever had. Just as, ter- as in terms of season, of R&B. terms of drama, all that stuff. She has about half the followers of most bachelorettes. Oh, my. So. Off. Calling it out. Well, no. And, and so my question to you, Mike, is if we look at the list and we look at the pictures and we say, yeah, yeah. that needs to change. Then how does it change when nobody, nobody comes out for support? There is a problem there way beyond the show. So my point is, yes, the show could do something to fix that, right? They could have named you The Bachelor. But even beyond the show, the viewers, the viewers don't respond, which makes me go, there's a bigger issue here than what any of us want to point out. There was three things that you hit on. Uh, One, like I said, back to demographics, I think that people uh, gravitate to what they are used to, right? So I've asked... Tons of times I was in the Air Force being overseas, and I said to my white friends, hey, can you imagine being the only white guy in an airport? Can you imagine that, Ben? Can you imagine that, Ashley? No. I That's happened no to me mm-hmm. tons of times. I'm talking about thousands of people in an airport, and I'm the only black guy, right? Huh. If, I was, if I saw another black person, I'm going to gravitate towards that person first. Is that racist, or is that just... Relatability. Relatability, right? Yeah. And so, therefore, I'm not going to call out Bachelor Nation fans at all. If the, the majority of Bachelor Nation fans are Caucasian, so therefore, for the ones that may not be open to it, they're going to gravitate to what's natural for them. Interesting. And so I always think about the airport scenario because most of the people in here probably, none of y'all have felt that. I'll call y'all that, right? It's a crazy thing. Yeah. There's 20 white people in the room, by the way. <laughs> that's, the, that's the scenario we're talking about. Like, <laughs> you're black. Yeah, yeah. Waste, Danielle, waste what's your background? Yeah. <laughs> right. And so. Yeah, so like for the most part, like you're, we're looking in a room. There's people watching. There's people sitting around. That's the scenario we're sitting in here at Planet Hollywood. And it's like it's like if I were to go to if the Bachelor and Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise was not on ABC but on BET, I'll be the <laughs> right now. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. You may not. Yeah. You know, I think you're. I was telling uh, Derek just a second. I think you're awesome. I was saying that behind your back, really. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad it's that. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say nothing negative about you. I just said I'm gonna call you ass out. Uh, I think that it's just simply what we gravitate towards naturally. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I am in, so in love with the people that are open to different things, right? And this goes so far beyond the bachelor, but at the same time, we damn sure should have had a, ba- a black bachelor. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying that it should have been me. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a phenomenal man. I said that yesterday. And my mama tell me. <laughs> and I know it to be true. And I don't think that ABC is wrong for not choosing me at all. I truly don't feel that way. I think they chose the right person for what they wanted, right? And I, I will say, and I've said this to my homies, I've never said this publicly. I've said that I felt that if I were to be the bachelor, the ratings would go down a little bit. But then the next year they would go up even more huh. because they would have captured a new audience mm-hmm. with me and then had their old audience as well. Yeah. And so I don't, I'm not going to disagree with you, Ben. I don't think it's on the fans yeah. to do that. I think as media, we run America. Yeah. Period. I also think that the fans were more in support of Mike than Peter. I really do. I think this came down to the Electoral some, College versus a popular vote. I, that that's was hilarious. A, I thought that's a perfect wild. simile for hilarious. this. <laughs> uh, if, we did a, a if we did a nationwide popular vote, which I'm still sometimes Tyler. confused. No, it wouldn't. I don't think it would have been Tyler anymore. Not for Bachelor, but for Sexiest Man Alive. Okay, Tyler. sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I think that if it were just between Dude, you and all. Peter for Bachelor, I think you would have won the popular vote. But, you know, the, the hands that be, they have a storyline that they want to yeah. focus on. And I'm not 
Murder all. Yeah, but I do want to go back to just the racist thing for just a second. Let's talk about it. I think it's insane how people can like take me criticizing someone in which we criticize Ben. You know, it's part of the podcast. It would be Mm -hmm. really, really boring if we were just positive all the time. We criticize so many contestants, but I criticize Mike. And all of a sudden, it's different than when I criticize Kaylin, or it's different than when I criticize Peter being vanilla. But then it's, but then it's racist when it's towards Mike. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the point I was trying to make. Was I was like, how can you possibly jump to that conclusion? It's like you guys know that I'm friends with Tasha and Rachel, and that's that's insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, so again, I think that goes back to that's the easiest thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. If we were all white in this room we would go to something else. Since I'm the one black guy in this room, that's something easy to, to talk on. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I don't know your past. I'm hoping you're not a racist. <laughs> I'm not saying that you are, right? Um, but that is something easy to speak on. It's easy, something easy to go to. Mm-hmm. What you said, Ben, earlier was the IG follower account. Yeah. And Rachel, for y'all that haven't seen Rachel in person, Brian, I know that's your lady. <laughs> she's a cutie, like, straight yeah. up. Yeah. Like, Rachel's, she's really cutie. And, um, I've, I am sadly, sadly, I know this, that I'm the highest, I had the most followers from Bachelor Nation as far as a black male. Mm-hmm. Because Tasha's significantly lower than people that have had as much screen time it's as her. It's pretty crazy. Correct. And yeah. Tasha and I have had a, some yeah. interesting conversations yeah, about it. I'm calling it like it is. That's f-ing bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, mom. No, you're fine. I wanted <laughs> to bring up one point that I would love to have you guys discuss. And, and this is to essentially defend Ashley. Even Tyler spoke about that yesterday when I was in New York with him. He, I'm Tyler's sexy by far. Like, don't get it twisted. <laughs> uh, but he was, we were talking about something. He was like, um, it's just racism, you know? He's, uh, he has 2.1 million. The average black contestant probably has, what, 100? Yeah. If, yeah. if, if yeah. that. Yeah. If that. Yeah. And Taisha went farther than There's a lot of There's only a handful ladies. of you with over half a million. But one thing I wanted to talk about is that if. I think it's just two. If Rachel and I. I think uh, Tasha's like no, the Tasha's third. almost a okay. half a minute. Okay. She's very okay. close. Okay. So one thing is when Ashley criticized you or gave her opinion of you, I actually think it would have been more of a disservice if you did not give your opinion because Mike is black. Like if you censored your thoughts, it's like everyone on the show should be loved or criticized for their Whatever their behavior is on the show. If you're acting like an ass clown, you're an ass clown. Which he never has been. Right. No, I know. You're not an ass clown. Did you call out Luke? Luke? Of course. Yeah, we called oh out God. Luke all day long. All right. So, therefore, and I'm, I'm, this is me helping you out. Yeah. Right? No, I understand. Hey, folks, we she called out Luke. So, therefore, give it to her. Now, hey, people. We've called I don't out know her past. so many white guys. <laughs> well, no sh- there's a lot of white guys and so many white girls and we've you know like you just Mm -hmm. you got to because you want to have a show otherwise (laughs) uh hey you know you guys you know what i mean it's uh, it's just like insane that you'd blame the color of somebody's skin for the reason of that here's the thing uh mike thanks for coming on thanks for talking about we have a lot to talk about with you uh last on that also if there were more black representation as far as the league may not stick out this will not stick out yeah. either. Yeah. And so I want to talk to you about that. that coming up after this break. Okay. Because we're blazing new trails in Bachelor Nation year by year by year now. And I think somebody like you is going to be like be a game changer if it's on the show or outside of it for a lot of people. But before we do that, let's take one break. We'll come back with Mike Johnson on the in-depth. 
Jared and my place is almost done. We can't wait to show you guys on Instagram um, how it has turned out and how we've made my place, my old place, now our home together. We did it with the help of Crate and Barrel in their private registry events. What you do is you go to a Crate and Barrel store and they have one of their staff members carry, carry you around and take you around the store and help you register for items that you really need and help you form your taste and what is going to work in your space. Because when you walk in there without help, I'll tell you, you're going to want to register for everything. And it is so easy to register for anything because you do it right there on the Crate and Barrel app on your phone. So instead of going scan crazy, it's really nice to have a private registry event where an expert is going to take you around, offer tips and expert advice on the best items to add to your wedding registry. So I just want to let all you guys who are engaged out there putting together a registry, this is the way to do it. Each couple gets to leave with a special gift as well, which is a fun little takeaway to remember the experience. You know, be like, really? An experience registering for my wedding? Yeah, guys, it actually is something that you'll always remember because it's something that you kind of like thought about doing for your entire life. Because you're like, wait, I get to like go around and scan items. Like I get to pick out my own gifts. It's pretty cool. It is something to remember. RSVP today for a Crate and Barrel private registry event at crateandbarrel.com slash stores slash events. Again, that is Crate and Barrel private registry events at crateandbarrel.com slash stores slash events. Hiring can be a challenge. As Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner discovered. Gretchen needed to hire a game artist for her education tech company. She knew it wouldn't be easy to find someone to grow with her team. That's why she went to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. Gretchen posted her job on ZipRecruiter, and she was so impressed with how quickly she found qualified applicants. She also used ZipRecruiter's questions to filter her candidates so she could focus on the best ones. That's how Gretchen found a new game artist in less than, wait for it, two weeks. With results like that, it's no wonder four to five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get qualified candidates within the first Day. Yeah, you heard me right. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get qualified candidates within the first day. And at Generous, we're a small company. And so when we bring somebody on and we hire somebody, we need them to be almost the perfect fit. That's why ZipRecruiter has helped us so much. It helps us find all these people throughout the U.S. that can kind of be that puzzle piece that fits exactly where we need. I get it, Gretchen. ZipRecruiter does help. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for business of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Ben. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash Ben. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We got Mike Johnson on the In-Depth Podcast. Uh, Ashley and Mike have led into a, a really a, an incredible conversation about uh, who, I mean, I think at the essence, who we are as humans and how we gain support and how we feel accepted and how we relate. 
Mike, I want to, and I know you have more to say, and I want to give you just some time just to speak without any any interruptions here. Yes. This year, we've seen some huge changes in Bachelor Nation. We've seen sex openly talked about. Uh, we've seen Demi uh, come out uh, in a in a same sex relationship, and we've seen you more than ever really push to be the Bachelor and have a legitimate reason to be the Bachelor. His he, his his eyes are going. Yeah. Hmm? I mean, this yeah, that was something you talked about as well. I don't I don't think I ever tried to be the Bachelor. No, no, I'm saying like you should like you were right there, like you were pushing oh, okay, to be fair. the Bachelor. You're in the conversation the whole time. Yes, sir. Mike, you said something that is incredibly brilliant to me something i've never even thought of you said this this if you were the bachelor this next season ratings may have dropped for that season you think they might have but the next season it would have been even greater because of who they would have gained 100 percent, mike how do we get an audience or how do we just get people in general to rally around new ideas and evolve in the way that bachelor nation needs to evolve or just wants to evolve but there's things restricting it i think that the people that are in the hands that be need to be representative of the people that you're trying to ascertain. It's just like the Oscars. They, um, the people that were rating movies were all like old white guys and they're going to gravitate towards what's natural to them. Right. If you have a, a diverse group of people that choose who the next lead should be, I think you will get more of a diverse outcome. I, th- I think you said something and I, and I want to go back to that. It's yes. It's a powerful, powerful idea that you would blaze that trail, that the show would have to sacrifice a season of ratings. That's just my hypothesis, right? I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. Like, that's the crazy part. Well, we've seen in The Bachelorette what's happened since Rachel. Ratings have never been better. Correct. What's happened in The Bachelor since then? Ratings have never been better. Here's the deal. You told me, you just said something before the break. You said, if I went to Atlanta, nobody would know me. I was in Atlanta last week. Here's the crazy part, and what I love about the show if I'm in Atlanta, which I was last week, people do know. Go Not to, everybody. Go to the hood. Well, that might be different. But I was at the Marriott downtown, <laughs> and, and people did know me. And I don't think that happens 10 years ago. No, I really I don't. I agree with that 100%. Um, I will say that no one in my family knew what this show was prior to me being on the show. Uh, I have friends of every race. They they knew what the, what the show was. Um, we have to have representation. It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rachel was a huge push in that. I think I'll be. A, I would have been a great push in that as well. But in order to be representative of America, we have to have a huge push. When I had conversations with um, the hands that be in regards to being the Bachelor, I spoke on um, Eminem. Right? I was like, yeah. Eminem was the you know, he wasn't the first white rapper but he was like the biggest white rapper right and guess what that did for hip hop it made it even bigger yeah you know what did Serena Williams do for tennis it made it even bigger right what did Tiger Woods do for golf these are things I spoke about when I was in that meeting um, it made how I never thought this way I'm you're, sure you're blowing my, no way. no you're blowing my mind uh, I've never thought in the way that you're explaining things uh, and it's and it's not your fault I mean it's just we gravitate to what we know right um, I remember I was watching this one podcast I wish I can call him out because uh, he he did such a wonderful job. He said, in order for us to intermingle, we have to make sure white people are not scared of us. And so that's why it was so big of me just to be me. I'm wearing my do-rag. I'm going to say homie instead of friend. I'm going to use my colloquialisms. I'm going to be me when I'm with you, Ben, when I'm with you, Ashley, as when I'm with my homies back home, right? I want you to know me for me instead of me trying to act how I perceive you to act, Right. And I feel like when that happens, 
we we feel like we can bond better. And I think that's a big thing as well. I feel like today we are going to get to know you better. That's the whole point of the in-depth podcast. I want to start like back from where you're from. I know you talked a lot about what'd you call it on the bachelorette? It was your mom, your grandma, your sister. What'd you call them? My queens. Your queens. Yeah. So have you always called them that? <laughs> yeah, that's cute. Yeah. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your childhood. Um, Did you grow up in San in San Antonio? No, I just I've been living there since. Right after I left the military, I moved to San Antonio. I didn't want to move back to Dallas. I'm from Grand Prairie, South Grand Prairie specifically. Okay. Um, I didn't want to move back there simply because I know the type of man I want to be, and I feel that personally. And this is like, you know, this is a message. Um, if you graduate high school and you stay in your same neighborhood, I don't think that you will amount to the success that you can if you were to move out. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal view. And I didn't want to move back to Grand Prairie after I left the military. Mm-hmm. And so I chose San Antonio, became a financial advisor, did some boss you know <laughs> tell us about your time in the military um i was cybersecurity, which is just a nerd job um i prevented hackers from hacking into our network i was stationed over in portugal and i was stationed over in england mm-hmm. uh, where i met my ex prior to being on tv mm-hmm. uh the, the lady that broke my heart you know all that stuff yeah <laughs> and we moved you're gonna get on the show you gotta have one man it, it broke my heart bad y'all people said i didn't cry Matter of fact, Wells said I didn't cry, and so therefore, <laughs> that's so ignorant. And therefore, I wasn't the bachelor because I didn't show emotion like that. From where I'm from, we don't. We, it's not. I have shown emotion, but it's not. It's not. It's going to take more than two months for me to show that emotion. So you're a slow grower when it comes to falling in love. I told Hannah that. Yeah. Definitely, and I think that it's perfectly fine that not everyone is the exact same when it comes to how they feel emotionally. So do you think the process would have been okay for you having to 100%. find love in two months 100%. if you were the bachelor? Yeah. 100%. Okay. I think JoJo and Jordan, he just reproposed, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's how things work. I mean, you find your person. If if you are able to find your person, then you can leave the show together. Mm-hmm. Colton and Cassie aren't married. So you think you would have proposed? I know I'm getting back into that. No, but all good. You don't know that. Do you think that you would have proposed if you are the bachelor? If I were to be the bachelor? Yeah. 100% facts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm 32 years old almost. That's right. I legit. <laughs> I love love. I really, I really want my thunder, buddy. I really want. You know, the sexiest thing, the coolest thing to me, is like on a Friday, Saturday night, when I got my like I, tidbit. I love sleeping naked. I love being naked in my house. <laughs> Dean, but like, you have another friend here. Dean, he doesn't believe in underwear. Neither do I. Okay. Uh, I'm not with it. So I just rather be naked all day. But that's another story, another podcast. But the coolest and the sexiest thing to me is, like, on a Friday, Saturday night, you know, being with your mate and, like, my girl head on my uh, chest, playing my little chest hairs. I love stuff like that. That's, like, legit. I want that. Mike, you, you're a man who obviously feels. Like, I can yeah, tell right I now. Like, feel. If you could, You are what we want in the in-depth podcast. The man to sit down, talk about some real stuff. Dig deep with us and, and share your heart and your emotions. So what has been the the biggest disappointment in the last five months of this process for you? Because really, you've seen your season air and Paradise air all within the last five to six months. How, how has it changed you in a good way? And then also, how has it, it kind of pulled? I think it always changes. Let me 
let me put this in the context. I think Purposes. it always changes this in a, in a good way if we're willing to let it. But I also think it really hurts at times. And there's also some massive disappointments. And it's not always the most healthy. But it still changes us because we learn more about ourselves. What has this last six months been like for you as a human? Well, I don't, I'm not a 1099 employee no more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, nice. yeah. Yeah, that's happening. Amen. Uh, yeah. I'm definitely on my phone more often. Yeah. Um, you know, I had deleted my IG for a long time. Definitely got that back. Yeah. Um, I think I'll say the one cool thing, the positive thing, which is Wells, your fiance actually said this, and I thought it was really awesome. She said, going on this show is like a relationship boot camp. Mm-hmm. something of that nature yeah, right? yeah and i think it's true like i am and have been a very slow to open up because when i open up i'm like i'm really attached i mean i've had one i've brought one woman home in a decade and it's not yeah. because i can't no you can find, find a girl pretty, I, I, i'll say not, uh, yeah, you don't need to save for yourself you can find um, somebody it's just because I'm, I'm i'm really i care right and if i open my heart to you i i take that stuff incredibly serious and so I think the positive thing is that I'm able to open up quicker, a whole lot quicker. Like yeah. on the first day of my baby, this is oh, what it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> right, if, you, if you ain't with it, you know, bye. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm gonna listen to you as well, of course. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm like staring at you and not you as well. You can stare at her. I mean, she does look better than you. <laughs> yeah, she looks a lot I know. Better she, than I know. You. I know. I know. I, I know. You, I know. You got a man. But I think that's the, the biggest thing is that what well, Wells, your uh, fiance said, going on this process definitely is a, a boot camp for relationships and I'm so much quicker to open up and be vulnerable um, I'm not one to cry that just doesn't have me and my ex um, the only love the only woman I've ever said I love you to I didn't cry when we broke up I cried two and a half years later when she said I'm sorry can we talk about her Ooh. for a little bit you were together for how long just like almost three years Two okay. and a half years. And then you guys, you lost a baby together, which you talked about. Well, let's on. break it down. Okay, you want to talk we're about do, it? We're doing in-depth. Yeah, let's talk about yeah, okay, it. Let's okay, okay. Tell, tell us everything Here's what happens, that, Mike. Because no, no, I want to I give you the freedom to do this, but uh, our listeners, it's actually wild. And I want um, to put it out there. Email us at ben and com. If you hear my story, you relate with my story, you want you want follow-up or whatever. When, when we do these in-depth, it's actually kind of crazy. We had Sean Booth on after his breakup with Kaylin. And uh, it was it was hard, like it was like brutal. He 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 was emotional through the whole thing, but and I think you'll appreciate this. What the follow up from that was incredible. Like the the listeners going, I relate, I can feel, I, I'm not alone, and that's what these are really meant to do. Like they're not meant for anything else. Um, Mike, Facts. before we start talking here, I want you to give you a second for a break, and let's take a break ourselves, okay. um, and we'll come back with Mike Johnson talking about uh, some 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 real stuff. You've all heard me talk about it before. You know that I've slept on it and with it for years. I'm talking about sleep number. Fall is now upon us. It seems like in cold weather, I like to sleep on something just a little softer. That's why my sleep number right now is just sitting around, you know, the 70, 70, 75. In the summer, I like to rock an 80, 85. That's a good thing about sleep number, though. I can customize it whenever I want. Hey, I love my sleep number bed. It's been my favorite bed that I've ever had. It, it's actually been my only uh, adult bed Well, because I love it so much. Why would I change from sleep number when it is the best thing ever? It's also the 100th year of the NFL. 
More than 800 NFL players are now sleeping on Sleep Number beds, improving their game with better sleep. Sleep and performance is key. Hey, a Sleep Number quality bed helps you with performance on or, I guess if you're not an NFL athlete, off the field. I wake up every morning feeling refreshed. Uh, you know, on, on any hotel beds or if I sleep on my couch, I wake up feeling stiff, sore, quite frankly, old. But on my sleep number, I wake up feeling great, spry and young. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you sleeping comfortably through the night. With Sleep IQ technology inside the bed, it helps track how you're sleeping so you can know every morning how well you've slept and gain insights for your best sleep. Come in during the fall sale where a listen up, Queen Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is now only $1,399. Sleep Number is the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. You'll only find Sleep Number at one of their 600 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Find the one nearest to you at sleepnumber.com slash bin. That's sleepnumber.com slash bin. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that's so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And I mean, every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too. With deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. LifeVac is the easiest. Safest and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit lifevac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's lifevac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick. Take some time out from work. Hope the doctor can see you this month or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people. 
Or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types. Plus, a doctor's easy guide so you'll know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor. No waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/famous. You can use the promo code famous. That's promo code famous at twc.health/famous. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for the bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah, or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. We're back with uh, Mike Johnson. Mike, uh, before I kind of rudely interrupted you but needed to um, just for the sake of... uh, the podcast, you're going to really share some stuff that I think our listeners um, will relate with and want to hear. Um, I want to give you the freedom just to do it. You're, you're on your way. The, the question that Ashley asked was, hey, you had a past relationship that meant a lot to you. Um, during that, uh, there was a child that was lost, and you talked about on The Bachelorette, and uh, you're going to talk about it now. Why, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my ex and I met over, I had just came from a deployment, and I was stationed at REF Leggenheath over in England, and... It was the day after 4th of July, 2013, and I, I, I had um, went out that night to the club, and I spoke to this lady, and after like 30 minutes talking to her, she said, hey, you should speak to my daughter, uh, but come to find out, I had already gotten her daughter's phone number, um, and so I, yeah. for the fellas, uh-huh. get the mom's approval first. Yep, I got good you. for you. And... um. <laughs> Uh, the young lady and I, we scheduled a date, and I no call, no show on the date. <laughs> Not good for you. Not, Not good, good for me at all. No. Um, and it's funny because I remember writing, uh, I wrote a letter uh, to God, per se, and I said, I want the hard road up. I wrote a poem. That's what it was. And it was to no one but God. Why? Because uh, I was 25, and I had been acting as if I was a rock star, you know, from like, a young child to about 25 years old. And I was like, I'm just done with that. I want the sweet things in life. Like, you know, put your head on my chest and 
let's just chill out. You know, you yeah. burp in my face and <laughs> eat ice cream. And, well, that's you know, weird, but yeah, I get it. I like it. You know, <laughs> yeah. weird stuff, you know, seven toes. What's up? <laughs> um, and so after I no called her, no showed her on a date, you know, we started talking or whatever. And then I was supposed to go, I was supposed to leave the military and go back to America. And she's very, very prideful and she is extremely independent. And I remember putting like the money in it for a ticket inside of her shoe. And she said she wanted to go to America with me. I didn't ask her to because that's like huge to say, hey, Ben, leave your life and come live with me in Texas. Right. And so she came with me. We had two separate apartments uh, just because we had only known each other for three months and she moved to America with me. And I wanted to like marry this woman. So I felt that we didn't need to be living together, Mm -hmm. even though I wanted to marry her. But I wanted to, like, do what I felt was the right way. Mm-hmm. And so then, like, there's something called tech school. I'm not ALS, Airman Leadership School. I went to that, and we moved in together. And everything is beautiful, blissful. I got a damn cat. I didn't even like cats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sacrificing uh, for yeah, the same relationship. Sumo, yeah. sumo, cinnamon toast. That's <laughs> our, Did you end up loving the cat? Oh, he, the cat, Sumo, that's his name. He loves me more than her. Yeah. Like, dead serious. I wish she can call in right now. She'll tell the truth. <laughs> like, his name is Sumo Cinnamon Toast. Uh-huh. He has, Mr. Toast is his surname. And, <laughs> yes, um, I, I love Sumo. And we had, um, we became pregnant. And on the show, I told the truth. I told Hannah that I wasn't there for the miscarriage. But, and people kind of went off on me. But I didn't have... I didn't get to elaborate mm-hmm. uh, because, quite honestly, that's between me and my ex. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll say, so my ex and I had a miscarriage, and and um, <laughs> I ain't gonna do it. So my ex and I had a miscarriage, and I really try to keep my pinky promises. So Ashley, if I keep a pinky promise with you, I'm gonna keep it. Ben, I keep a pinky promise with you, I'll keep it. The only pinky promise I've never kept in my entire 31 years of life is to my ex's mom when she said, can I get her some jalapeno poppers from the store? I didn't pick them up. And I still remember that, like, to this day. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, like, eight years ago almost. And um, my best friend uh, who lives in England, he was coming to Houston, and we lived in San Antonio at the time. And I asked my ex, fellas, message right here. I'm about to give it to you. I asked my ex, babe, can I go to Houston for a day? And she said yes. Fellas, when your lady say yes, she means no, goddamn. <laughs> and I didn't know that lesson at the time. And so I left. I literally was gone for maybe, maybe 30 hours. I came back and um, I wasn't there for her. That's what I mean by that. I no way. I'm dead ass serious. The show made it seem like you weren't there for her, like, emotionally. No, I, she'll tell you. I was there for her emotionally. And that you just said, like, I wasn't there currently, physically, in that moment. Yeah. We lost, our, we lost our child. I was there for when we lost our child, but, like, through the grieving process, which is a, it's a very serious thing. And um, I literally was gone. Left on a Saturday, came back on a Sunday. No. What a... Yeah. Mike, I, I know we're going to have listeners that relate with this. Like, this is... A hundred from a from a, a a supporter's perspective, like your perspective, and then also from a, a woman carrying the child. What was the grieving process like? If you if you don't mind trying to explain it, so that people out there listening can go, yeah, they're there with me. Um, so I'm like kind of shaking. I think that for one, the grieving process is different for everyone. It doesn't matter your gender. I think it's different for everyone. Okay. 
um, from my ex, I feel that everyone knows I want children. Like my ultimate goal in life is to build my future children a treehouse. Um, more than money, more than just anything. That's what I want to do. That's that's for damn sure gonna happen. And um, she knew that, and she didn't want to have children. But then we got together. She said I'd be a great father, and so she wanted to have kids. Mm-hmm. And I think that the biggest thing was her not. She didn't feel like she was a woman, you know, because she. I'm like shaking. The biggest thing was she didn't feel like she was good enough for me because she felt as if she couldn't have children. And I want to tell her and everyone else out there that your man loves you. Like if you have a miscarriage, I I love you. Like it's, it's okay. Right. Just communicate. And my ex really didn't communicate that to me at all. But also I was an ignorant guy. Guys, we are stupid. Sorry, Ben. And, um, at the time I wasn't experienced in relationships. Yeah. And so I didn't truly know how to communicate with her either. I, w- I literally became a perfect gentleman. Yeah. Like, and it, it's annoying when you become a perfect gentleman. Like uh-huh. it, it really is annoying. And that's what I did. And uh, cause I didn't know what else to do. I mean, I'm asking my mom, her mom, my grandma, my sister, you know, um, what to do. Um, and it just didn't work. But what she told me two and a half years later, and that's when I cried, I broke up with her after like maybe 11 months after 11 months after, yeah. Let's before you get there. I just want to say, what did the what was the relationship like between the time that the miscarriage happened and the end? Was that was that a factor yeah. that affected things? No, one hundred percent. So, yeah. I think first of all, communication is the biggest thing. Uh-huh. I don't let's let's disagree. That's okay, right? Let me. I remember telling my ex, uh, um, "I said, let's do it." You feel me? So my ex and I have spoken since the show aired. She watched the show, and it was a very hard time. When that episode aired, I called her. Um, no one knows this except for the homie, so y'all know this. Oh, thank you for sure. Um, so I definitely called her and reached out to her, yeah. and it was a sad moment for us. And um, basically what she told me was she didn't know how to she – didn't, she didn't know how to talk to me because she felt like she had failed almost. And I just looked at her and was like – Everything that you go through, I just wanted to be there with you. I don't care if you went through the toughest in the world. I want to be right there with you. And I think so many people need to know that in a relationship. When someone loves you, I don't care what it is. I don't care if you. (laughs) I remember joking about this to my friends that like when I fall in love, if you cheated on me, I'm still in love with you. I don't fall in love easily, so I'm still going to love you now. Yo, has better not cheat on me, <laughs> but like I'm still gonna love you, and so I think that was a big learning lesson for us, for me, because I need to know how to make a good environment for you to feel that comfortable, right? Uh-huh. And I think for her, it needed to be that she can be open and, and communicate with me, and know that I'm gonna love her even more because we went through a traumatic experience together in yeah. comparison to going through a traumatic experience separately but the exact same experience and so that that's kind of what happened we lived in we stayed in two separate rooms for a while like i said i sleep naked uh-huh. uh that's like the only rule of my house you feel me and uh what we, to sleep naked or not in two separate rooms no sleep naked oh and so we will <laughs> we will be sleeping naked in bed but like we wanted i'm gonna cuddle i'm like i like to cuddle you know we, we want to hold each other i sound so corny but it's true 
we wouldn't hold each other. We wouldn't have sex. Um, and it wasn't because of religion. It wasn't because of we're abstaining from sex. It, I think she just felt as if it could happen again, that she could become pregnant again, even though she was on birth control. And it was just a lot of mental things going on. And I've learned so much, and I love her so much for helping me to grow yeah. in that area. And um, I actually took classes like mm-hmm. since I've been single. Like I legit want to be a phenomenal husband. And I've taken classes on how to communicate because communication is different than effective communication, right? Um, I can say, Ben, I think you're tall. That's a terrible example. I'm not going to go further. <laughs> um, but just communication is different than effective communication. And while I was on a bachelorette, I wasn't there for her going back to that for like 30 hours max during that grieving period. And uh, I'm like shaking. This don't happen to me. You feel me? Um, but yeah, that's what happened. I broke up with her because communication was null and void. And there would be months where we didn't have sex and I don't cheat. I refuse to cheat. And I desired communication. I desired uh, sex, quite honestly. Wow. So you came back. Um, man, thanks for sharing that, by the way. Thank you and, so and, much. And not You've just, just for us here, but for the people listening. You've just totally opened your heart. Ben, are you crying? Yeah, I know. This is like so emotional. So the thing is, then you get off the show, you call her, you guys talk this through, and you said you cried once in your life when she said she was sorry. What led her to that? No, so I've cried three times, right? You've cried three times in your whole life? Jeez. I I just cried this morning. I (laughs) I did. Outside of what? Jessica's on the side of the I did. I cried this morning. You know, (laughs) outside of getting whoopings as a child with my grandma stuff. So like as an adult, you've cried three times? No, all together. Like I cried oh, once, 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 once Selena died. <laughs> Selena, when Selena died, it's so in 1994 or something. Right. <laughs> um, I cried on, I cried on Selena. Uh, <laughs> then I cried the other two times with my ex. The first time was when uh, I cried tears of joy. Like I don't know if y'all felt that tears of happiness happened. Uh, I was with my homeboy in England, and he was making us like some Sundays, right? And uh, it was me and my ex, and she was sitting on my lap, um, and I just broke down. Just because I was happy, like Aww. I just felt love. I had my best homie with me, my brother, and I had my the woman I wanted to marry, and there was nothing else more I wanted in life. And so I cried. And then the second time I cried was when uh, two and a half years after we broke up. Um, you know how you try to rekindle things. You're like, yeah, I was gonna see, ask yeah, if let you me see how this yeah. is right. So we've been broken up like five years now, whatever, almost. But like two and a half years after, she would send me like one text, mm-hmm. like four months straight. I'm like, man, she tripping. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I go to visit her. I went to visit her like five times. Um, the first time I went to go visit her, we watched a uh, girl's trip. Is she, she's still living in the States? Yeah, she lives in Arizona now. Okay. And my first off, my grandma, my queen, she pissed me off. See, this is good for the people. My grandma had my ex's back. Yeah. My ex told my grandma that she, my ex lied in my face. I said, Are you, she said, she talked about doing a job interview. And I said, oh, um, like, awesome. She's like, I got to fly to Arizona. And, like, I watered up. And I'm like, you're moving to Arizona? And she's like, no, just the job interviews in Arizona. I knew she was lying, but, you know, when you love someone, you just, like, you become stupid, right? And uh, my grandma, she told my grandma, and my grandma kept that secret from me. So whoever my future wife is, just know you can trust my grandma for sure. And um, 
What was she finding there? So what, what, what was the context? She took a job. Oh, she took a job. Yeah, because, like, you know, when you break up with somebody, let's say yeah. me, you and I are together, Ben, and, uh, you know, I'll be the sexy one of our relationship. Um, that makes sense. You know, we break up. Look sense. at your arms. <laughs> Ashley, <laughs> check yourself. If we met in Vegas and, like, broke up in Vegas, you know, it may be hard for one of us, so you might leave that city or whatever. So she decided, no, I feel it. I, I agree with her. And yeah. so she moved to Arizona. But, uh when I was in Arizona, we had watched Girls Trip. We had a fantastic evening. And um, we were literally on a ride home. I'll never forget this. We were driving her Mini Cooper, which people that have Mini Coopers, I love y'all, because it's, like it's like a cult, like Mini Cooper cult. And they go fast, too. It's a nerd cult. Hey, it's a dope cult. No. But, uh, we'll agree to disagree. Anyway, Ben, <laughs> I don't have a Mini Cooper. But we were, we were just driving. It was perfectly quiet. And then all of a sudden, she just said, I'm sorry. And I could cry now, like tears just, I've never cried so profusely in my entire life. And we pulled over on the side of the road, and I don't know how long we embraced, but the police came. First off, talking about racism, right? Thank God. Yeah. I was in the passenger seat. Thank God that <laughs> she was um, <laughs> she was crying too. Yeah. And uh, I mean, just think about that context, right? Yeah. Two people in the car crying. <laughs> it's like one in the morning, two in the morning or whatever. <laughs> Could have been taken totally different, right? But like on the passenger seat, and the police come up and they're like, "Is everything okay?" And she's like, "Yeah, whatever." So they they left. But like, huh. it was I cried like straight up crazy tears. I mean, never before have I felt that. And I am an emotional person, but I'm sorry that I'm not sorry because I'm not going to just fall for anybody. My love is deep. You felt what? I don't think it's. I, I, don't, felt, I don't think you can stick over that. You said I just felt she, that, so I cried. But I don't. Oh, what is that? I felt closure. Okay. I felt that. You know, and I'm not, I'm not trying to. I don't care. I was a damn good dude in that relationship, and I had. I was like, when we broke up, when I broke up with her, I didn't work for ten months. Like I didn't leave my house except for one day a week to get groceries. Wow. Like I grew my hair out. Like, my hair was long. Um, I didn't leave my house. I got super skinny. Um, then I think two people came to visit me in that 10-month frame. What? Literally, I, I was a prisoner of, like, this is real shit. I never said this to anybody outside of homies, right? Um, when we broke up, I legit 100% for 10 months was in my apartment, and I was financially blessed. And so I just paid. My bills came out, and I just, my TV was not on. I would wake up. Go in the living room, and just sit on the couch, and just be. Um, <laughs> you broke up with her. I'm not following. Yeah, I, br- I broke up with her. I I think that she ain't gonna be happy. I said this, but I think that she wanted me to break up with her. Okay. Um, but I'm gonna take the blame and just say I broke up with her on my own volition, um, for the reasons I spoke of earlier, which were we weren't having sex for like months only at a time, mm-hmm. and there was absolutely zero communication. And she said I was perfect, and I'm like I'm not perfect. So she would say, you're really good. I'm like, well, what the hell is the problem? And she couldn't answer. So I kind of, um, I gave her ultimatum, which is a f- terrible thing to do. Learn that lesson as well. And, um, but yeah, so when we broke up, I, I, lo- I was at madly in love with her. Like, she's the only woman in a decade, bro, that's met my mom, right? Yeah. In a decade. And, you know, I'm, I'm about to be 32. It hasn't, no one, no other woman's met my mom since I was 20 years old. Yeah. And, um, so for whoever, you know, I'm in a relationship next. And you mean my mom, that's some real shit. I take that very seriously. My sister, my grandma as well. And um, my father too. And 
so yeah, I didn't. I literally was growing out my hair. My hair was nappy. I was like grizzly faced. Um, didn't work. When I went back to the when I went back to the workforce, I after the interview, I ran outside and threw up because I hadn't been around people. Mm. Like and you see my personality, I don't give a damn, right? But like I hadn't been around people, so I was that. I was like isolated from life. I was basically a prisoner of my own depression. How concerned were the queens during this time? Um, so I text right i'm not i don't really this is something i'm working this is one of my goals in life just to be a better at calling Mm -hmm. like i text my mom like a few days ago i was like mom i'm in la i'm gonna go to new york then i'm going to vegas Mm -hmm. so she knows where i'm at Mm -hmm. like but my my family knows i'm not one to i mean i was in the military i was living overseas for like five years i'm i'm not one to call you every day unless you're my girl that's just my personality so my queens i would text them but i would probably i probably lied and said i'm good you know prideful stupid Two things here. One is it amazes me every time. Here's here's another part of why in depth started is because once you hear somebody's stories, you can't help but love them, right? <laughs> I mean, it's I just know. that's that's a, a universal statement that I think everybody could take to heart. Once you know somebody's stories, you can't help but love them because you know them. Um, it makes sense to me more than ever. I liked you because you were the good looking, confident dude who was himself on The Bachelorette. I love you now because of the pain and shared suffering that we've had together on this podcast. The things that you said that I can relate with, the things that you said that I can't relate with, yet it can it can teach me. And I think it makes more sense than ever why Bachelor Nation is so drawn to you as just a human. Black, white, male, female, just as a human, man, you've been through some stuff that's led you to this point now, and the difference you're going to make in this world is something that I'm so pumped to follow and be wa- and watch. Um, Mike, I want to just thank you from the, the depths of my heart, like the, as best I can to say thanks for sharing yourself, and, and on behalf of the listeners out there, thank you as well, because I know somebody's going to listen to this and be like, that's me. Um, I want to switch gears here, if that's okay with you, and talk about your current dating life. And then Ashley always does this thing at the end of every in-depth podcast. Oh, the fun questions? Which is the, a rapid-fire fun question that fire. she loves. <laughs> um, but before we do, I want to sit in this moment for a second, Mike, because I don't want to just overpass it and say thank you. Um, I appreciate you. Yeah, man. Thank you. And can I just say that from first impression to a very deep impression, I mean, I am now very, I don't want to offend Peter, but like, it's upsetting that we don't get to see more of you on the show because we have just gotten to know you so well and like, you're so soulful and you're such a romantic and I've just been captivated by you today. Hey, The Bachelor is not the last last stand know, for Mike Johnson. I know, but you know? like now it's like we all get it. If yeah. if this was aired and we had fans listening to this before they decided, like they'd be getting very angry emails, like more than they are right now. Yeah. Right, again, if you're listening and you just want a friend uh, to hear you out, email us at beninashleyiheartmedia.com, uh, hashtag the Almost Famous Podcast, um, or just hit up. Uh, Mike Johnson on some social media platform and say thank you because we know you're listening. Uh, Can I say something about yeah. that? Yeah, good. So like, uh, I learned about self love and the power of that because when in a relationship, I can't help you with your loving of yourself, and so I learned that in previous relationships. And so, for all the listeners, if you're having anything in regards to body positivity or just loving yourself or just growing your confidence, or why does Mike always smile all the goddamn time? <laughs> 
well, I want to do that more often, hit me up. I got you. I'm working on something for that, too. You got it, buddy. Hey, thanks, Mike. We'll be back with Mike after the break. Um, lighten it up a bit, talking about current date relationships and some wild rapid-fire questions um, yeah. that I don't think will cause controversy, but they will cause laughs. <laughs> Take a break. You guys know I get super psyched, super stoked, super excited talking about this sponsor, Beta Brand. They came up with a dress pant yoga pants so that you don't have to wear pants to work that feel like work pants. Now you can basically wear yoga pants to work because they created a yoga pant that looks like dress work pants. They're stylish, comfortable. It's work attire. And you don't have to pick between what looks good, what looks professional versus what feels comfortable anymore because now it is all in one in the dress pant yoga pants by Beta Brand. They are so comfy, they're perfectly stretchy, and they stay wrinkle-free. They're basically the dream pant. Oh, these pantalones. I get so excited when I talk about them. Um, Beta Brand wants your help turning up-and-coming designs into full-fledged products. Their crowdfunding platform gives you a voice in deciding tomorrow's fashion today. Anyone can join their community to brainstorm ideas that come to life with Beta Brand. You can even get up to 30% off every time that you fund a new design. Whoop, that's really cool. So you guys, it's not just wearing comfy pants to work. They also are taking ideas for new innovative products. Whatever your style is, Beta Brand has the pants to match it. You like boot cut? They got it. Straight leg? They got it. Skinny, cropped, premium denim even. Six button looks, wide leg looks, they have them all. And speaking of the premium denim, I bought a pair of those yesterday. I should be getting in the mail any day now. And I'm really excited to wear jeans that don't feel like jeans because I never will understand why people think that jeans are like the go-to casual comfy look. I think that they are the least comfortable thing in my closet. I'm very excited to to, um, experiment with beta brands because beta brand has not let me down so far. Whenever I need to look professional for a meeting, I pick out my beta brand outfit and nobody would know that I'm just basking in comfort. You've got to try a pair of these pants for yourself. I've talked them up enough. I don't know why you wouldn't trust me. Just trust me. You're going to love them. And you can get 20% off at betabrand.com slash almost famous. Don't wait. See for yourself why I and millions of other women agree that these are the most comfortable dress pants ever. Go to betabrand.com slash almost famous for 20% off. That's beta, B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D.com slash famous. Mike, even though I do believe that our listeners are going to eat up every single word that you've said and, you know, just let it go and sink to their hearts. I do think in the back of their mind somewhere, they're like, I cannot believe that they have teased the Demi Lovato thing and they've waited. <laughs> we have waited this long to get the answer. Let's do it. But it would be so inappropriate to ask like in the midst of all that seriousness. Um, okay. Facts. So you were pretty honest with entertainment tonight recently that you did. You have gone on a date with Demi. I think you've hung out multiple times. We've gone on a date. You got on one date. We've gone on more than one day. Okay. Um, and it all started with DMs, right? Um. Which is totally <laughs> fine. And we're so supportive of this. We've been now talking Mike about. Now Mike closes up. Yeah. <laughs> no, We've talked. 
you know, racism. We talked. We've talked. You know, past past relationship. relationship. We've talked sex, and now we talk about Demi Lovato. And Mike goes, "Yeah, maybe." <laughs> well, no, you were, you're just... pretty open here. You said Demi and I went on a date. That woman is quite astounding and amazing, and that's all I'll say. You're getting to know each other. You say, and that. Mm-hmm. You think she's incredibly humble, and when Demi and I are together, it's laughter, and we talk real shit. Like, she's a down-to-earth woman, and I respect it so much, and she's just really humble and really cool and really fun and really down-to-earth. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything to add to that list of compliments? Um, I like her tattoos. We both have tat- a lot of tattoos. Dean has more than me. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> She kisses really well. Ooh, thanks for giving us that. Wait. Has she put her head on your chest and play with the little hairs? I'm not going to say that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's worth a shot. I, I get where I you're thought, going, I'm Ash. Glad, I'm yeah, glad I, 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 I said that. <laughs> I'm going to catch her. Keep coming, though. I, yeah. I might slip up. The, uh, <laughs> so, I mean, no matter what, like, Demi's a great girl. Fact, she is. 100%. I'm getting to know her for her. Awesome. How did you like the way that she was so... Um, she was kind of the aggressor in a, in a nice way on Instagram. She was all about going after you. How did you feel about the girl making the first move like that? For one, I'm all about her, too. And uh, she definitely was the aggressor, you know. I find it in- incredibly sexy. I love that. Like, come at me. You want me? Come at me. Mm-hmm. If I want you, I'm going to come at you. Mm-hmm. And I'm coming at her as well. I really like this coupling. I really, really do. What do we call this? I learned this. Is this uh, shipping? Shipping. We definitely ship yeah, this. Shipping. Yeah. I didn't know what shipping was until like yeah. this year. No, I, this I'm learning. It's shipping. We're shipping this thing. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm going to go into our rapid fire questioning and from there because I got some Demi related ones. So Ashley, pull that up real quick. Mike, I want to ask you a question that I, I told you I want to get try to get deep again, but I do yes, think sir. it's weird. So you are into Demi. Demi's into you. You're dating. It's great. You're both in the public eye. You're both beloved by America. Mike, what is the feeling to have everybody ask about it then? Like, it, it was, it, and, and we're one of those people. Like, I want to know about this because of the, the, the rumors and the tabloids, everything going off. What does it feel like to you? Because it's real for you. Astounding question. Um, be quite honest, I personally don't like it. I, I am very private with my relationships, like, straight up. But, I mean, I'm in this – I, she's been in this, like – and that's why I said she's so humble and I think the world of her because, like, she's been able to have to deal with this crap. Like, from, I can't even imagine from her perspective, uh, from your um, fiancé's perspective as well. Just – it's crazy. Wells over there. Yeah. yeah, putting at Wells. Um, I personally don't care to talk about, you know, what I do behind closed doors. I'm, I'm a gentleman. I'm not going to kiss and tell. Yeah. Uh, I might not be a – a gentleman of her always. But You know how Ashley said earlier, Mike's the sexy one and I'm not? Well, that, for comments like that, that if I made that, I, Could you imagine? Well, I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> Could you imagine that coming out of your mouth and no, you being able and like you no, being suave about it? Just be weird. <laughs> just be weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what, it scares me, honestly. And what scares me about it is that if Demi and I were not to become boyfriend girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how would people perceive that? Which honestly, I shouldn't give two shit about her, right? Um, no disrespect to my, you know, people that follow us. 
Um, but that it scared me for that reason, being quite transparent. She's a, a woman that I treat like a regular individual. I'm a man that she treats like a regular man. And we do like each other and we are getting to know each other. But what if it were not meant to be? Then, like, people are going to speculate, oh, this, that, and the third, right? And so I would rather not have that. But at the same time, I'm going to be smooth criminal when I walk through this path. And we start our rapid fire with, what is your favorite Demi Lovato song? (laughs) Um, Were you familiar with her music before? No, I'll say say it straight up. Um, Me and my homies, we have not listened to a lot of Demi Lovato songs. And it's not because of her. It's just because of the genre. That's not our go-to genre. Okay, well, you can let her know that... um, I was the creep that went to seven a Camp Rock tour concerts. <laughs> no, I, I will tell you, I will tell you Does though, I have listened to obviously a lot more of her songs now, and you gotta I'm like, not, I'm not gonna go further into. Sorry, that. not sorry. I know, sorry, not sorry. Yeah, you gotta like comment. Like, I mean, she's got some. No, I, some I, I know, sorry, not sorry. Like, yeah. I could sing it in my head right well, now. I know we could. Skyscraper. Skyscraper. Power ballad. Um, I need to hear Skyscraper, though. But Sorry Not Sorry rings a bell. But Skyscraper doesn't. So I'm going to be honest. Yeah. And I think that's why we like each other because we treat each other like, you know. And you're learning about each other. It's yeah. not like you automatically know all these things about it. Correct. It would be kind of weird if I was like, you know how Cam is? How he'd be knowing about everybody? Yeah. Like, if I <laughs> Always knew, be Cam? Yeah. Like, if I knew everything about her, it would be kind of creepy, right? It would never work. Yeah. <laughs> it would never work. What is your most meaningful tattoo? This whole left arm because it's going to be just one piece. It means so many different things. It's basically a... Uh, representation of what life is to me i guess my most meaningful one would be breathe life that's my motto breathe life to me means uh i can say a joke about it firstly <laughs> it's not done bro it's well it's done but it's it's healing uh so it looks ugly but breathe life to me means live life to the fullest um the only easy day was yesterday and uh just go out there and get it straight up i don't want to like hammer it homes but on my list i said what is your favorite tattoo of demi's but you don't have to respond I'm not going to respond. Okay. Um, I like I know what he answered. I like the breathe life. <laughs> that hit me. It hit my soul. Yeah. yeah so weird with that. Um, I, I do know what my favorite tattoo of her is, hers is, but I won't say. Yeah. That's sweet, too. We just like hearing that. Um, what's your favorite movie? On the plane ride from uh, San Antonio to here, I just watched Casino again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like old gangster movies. Cool. You know, I love uh, yo, Al Pacino. Dude is like Robert De Niro. They're freaking terrific. You know they're that they're awesome. coming out with a new movie together. Yes, and I cannot wait. It comes out later this year, right? Yeah, apparently they're like digitizing their yeah. faces to look younger. Because they did that with a Will Smith movie as well. Oh, really? Yeah, that Gemini. Seems, that seems Shout out to Gemini. You know, make sure you pay them at Almost Famous for that shout out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to give you one more shout out. If you're on the next plane ride, um, my favorite movie, because you asked Mike yeah. and I should answer, yeah. because that's just, I don't know, I feel like I need to, is The, the Biggest Little Farm. On all Delta flights, yeah. amazing movie. Oh really? Worth I've watching. seen it. I've seen it. Tear jerker, Mike. You want to cry for the fourth time in your life? <laughs> Watch it. Yeah, um, favorite show right now is Power, though. Power? Yeah, my favorite. I show never right heard now. of it. Was oh, it on? Power is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's on Showtime. Show. Okay. Yeah, pull you. Your favorite band, music artist. My favorite musical artist. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I asked this question the other day. If you got to kill three of these people, well, we got to kill one out of three of these, who would you kill? Mm-hmm. Drake, Kendrick Lamar, or J. Cole? That's easy for me, but I can't answer. I feel weird. Can we say, like, <laughs> can we say, yeah, like, one of them has to go. Like, out of the room. I don't want to kill him. 
one of them they have to go. Drake, they, easy. Drake, easy. Easy. <laughs> I think that, but Drake makes songs, bro. Like he can make songs that you. Yeah, don't but Jay Cole has my biceps Cole, have never gotta, been bigger when Jay Cole's playing <laughs> on my ears. You got to be deep when you want listening to Jay Cole. You can't be like happy go lucky all the time with Jay Cole and Kendrick. Yeah, I think that Drake has more. He's more versatile. Even though in that list, Kendrick's my favorite because he does like. The so book. who would you, who would you send? Yeah, that's a hard one, homie. That's why I asked y'all. The bottom oh. line is those are his three artists. Okay. So he answered no, my, no, my favorite artist oh. right now. Okay, yeah. Uh, outside of Demi, yeah, is going to be uh, Sabrina Claudio. Okay, I think she's amazing. Her, she's amazing. Um, I like uh, what's my girl name? I like like R and B, like these new R and B artists, like Janine in the mixtape. She go hard. Like, I'll pull out my phone right now. Alabama Shakes, they go hard. Yeah. You guys add these to your Spotify. I love Alabama yeah. Shakes. What was the most embarrassing moment of your life? <laughs> you don't have to get so, deep no, here. No, I you wasn't going to get deep at all. It's so many times. Like, I'm. <laughs> I just thought it was the most embarrassing moment my sister had. <laughs> um, for me, put my, um, my pants fell in. Oh, I was on a date. I'll say this one. I was okay. on a date. And, um, my car didn't start. Like we went to a gas station, yeah. and like my car didn't start up no more. Ooh. But see, I'm smooth though, so I was like, I was like, baby, my car didn't. St- I told her, I, I told her the honest truth, the car didn't start. But I was like, let's just go for a walk. That's cute. I'm smooth too. <laughs> this I'm is smooth my too. last question because I'm I'm, I'm being too. told that we need to wrap it up. What is the first thing you notice about a woman that draws you to her? Those two, two different questions. Okay, what is the first thing? There they are. Okay, just tell them both. Okay, the first thing that draws the first thing that. Is, I notice about a woman. Yeah. So like when we're in paradise, if you got your feet out, I'm gonna look at your feet. Your feet? That I'm so glad I asked this question because that is truly a unique answer. <laughs> like yo, if you I don't it, think it is. We got a lot of toe foot suckers. Fetishes? No, I am not a toe sucker. I beyond I am I'm definitely a freak in the bedroom. But toe sucking I've never done. Okay. i I don't know. I knew that's a thing. Oh God. I just think of no. But what draws me to a woman? It's like what Demi did and that um, confidence and that sexiness and just, hey, speak What's your mind. What's wrong with being confident? I knew. So this is what I love about Ashley. I knew that she would know some Demi Lovato songs, like even, even without even prepping for this. And that she could literally prep them into the conversation like this. Like, I love a confident woman. And she sings the confidence song by Demi Lovato. She's confident. I love it. Ashley, anything else? Um, I mean, I, the feet thing is really funny. My sister was convinced that Jared um, wasn't with me for two and a half years because of my bunions. So <laughs> wait till you take a look at my feet tomorrow in the heels. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike, we love you, man. Thank you so much. I, I promise you, bud. Uh, just we really appreciate you. And I want you to feel that tonight. Let's celebrate here at the Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas at iHeart Music Festival 2019. Mike, thanks a lot, man. Let's do it. Thank hey, you so everybody, much. make sure you make somebody smile today. Honestly, what a wonderful experience this has been. Hey, thank you, Planet Hollywood, and thank you, Shake Shack, for dinner. It's tasty. It's Is Shake good. Shack coming? Oh yeah. Ashley. Yes. Ashley, get even smiler. Look I at had, my I had sh- I had breakfast Shake Shack this morning at the airport. It's a day of Shake Shack. It's a day at Planet Hollywood. Dean has his mustache back, just saying. Hey, uh, make sure if you guys are interested because everybody's freaking out right now. Uh, if you want some Shake Shack, visit a store or go to ShakeShack.com or the Shake app. The Shack app. Oh, I think you should dance. You should, you, should, you should like dance when you say the Shack app. I kind of feel like it. Hey, yeah. guys, follow our lead mic. We do this every time. Bruno Mars also one of my um, favorite. I've been Ben. Same. I've been Ashley. I've been Mike Johnson. That's right, buddy. See you guys. <laughs> 
Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. What keeps baby's skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin healthy and dry. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. Free and gentle cleans better without risk of tearing. It's made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess and is five times stronger With free and gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. 
Right Rug Flooring.